Hey, it's Rob from successunlock.com and welcome to the podcast. This is the show for you to listen to if you want to build a happier, more confident, more fulfilled and truly successful life, whatever success means to you. Now, this week on the show, I'm joined by Asmina Jiwa, who's going to be talking about finding the freedom to be herself and how you can find the freedom, of course, to be yourself. Asmina is the author of a fantastic book, which we're going to talk about in this episode, and I'm really excited for you to hear the message that she has to share. So without further ado, let's start the show. This is Success Unlocked, where we uncover what it really takes to become the happiest, most confident, motivated, and truly fulfilled version of yourself, with advice and inspiration to create your own extraordinary life. Whatever success means to you, it's waiting just around the corner. So I'm dead excited to dive into this interview. Just before we do, though, I just wanted to let you know about something for free that I would love to give you. I'm a big believer that the stories that we tell ourselves and the beliefs that we hold about ourselves are the keys to what can either propel us forward or hold us back from success. So I've put together a free worksheet that I've designed to help you to combat limiting beliefs, to get rid of the stories you tell yourself that aren't serving you in a positive way. Just a simple activity that you can walk through in 20 minutes or less and make a real difference to the stories that you're telling yourself in your head and the beliefs that you hold. If you want to grab it, it's up for free on the resources page. Just head over to successunlock.com forward slash resources. You'll be able to go ahead and download that along with some other stuff as well. Thank you so much for all of the amazing reviews that we've been getting on the show. If you haven't already, do take two minutes out of your day to stop over on your favorite podcast player. Leave me five little stars and some nice words. It really helps to spread the word and get more people listening to this content. But without further ado, I want to go ahead and welcome to the podcast Asmina. Hey, how's it going? Hi, good. Yes. Nice to see you. You as well. Thanks so much for joining me. Now, I'm dead excited for what you've got to share with the audience here today. Just before we do, I've got one big open-ended question that I ask everybody, and that is, Asmina, what is your definition of success? What does success really mean to you? I think to me, success means to be your unique, special self. The way I look at it is that I feel we are all part of a huge jigsaw puzzle, 7 billion people in this world. If we were each part of that jigsaw puzzle, how special are we? Mm, that's going to take if a lot of putting not, together, isn't it? 7 billion pieces in a jigsaw puzzle. That's going to take some time to put together. <laughs> but, but we can easily imagine it. <laughs> totally. So, so I feel that we've all, each one of us, are born with some gifts that we have come to contribute to our, our, our fellow beings. And so just like a jigsaw puzzle, we are also connected to each other and we are very, very unique and special. And if we can allow ourselves to be that special self, whether, you know, whatever is going on with our life, what our faults are, at any moment in time, if we can be who we are comfortable in our own skin, then I think we can really express our potential and really give what we have come with our gifts that we have come in this life. So really, to me, success is be yourself. I love that. And I just just before we get any further, just to pull something out of that for the listeners, I think it's really easy for us to assume that everybody else has something to contribute and everybody else has a gift and everybody else has an important 
part in the world, but it's easy to overlook our special place and our special part in the world. So I think just just that by itself, if if people stopped listening right now and just took that piece of inspiration by itself, I think I think that really is important. Now, before we dive in, for anyone who hasn't come across you and your work so far, take a little bit of time. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. What's the history of Asmina? How did you get to where you are today? Okay, well, I was um, born in Uganda, in East Africa. Uh, and if people know about the history of uh, Uganda, there was a, uh, all the Asians had to leave Uganda during the crisis of Idi Amin time. And so I was 17, I came to England. Uh, I went through my education here in England. My parents were able to support me for a while and I had to work and support myself for a few years. And I became a podiatrist. It used to be known as chiropodist in those times. And so I was going happily or thinking I was happy in my life, working as a podiatrist, almost hiding behind that profession. You know, it gave me like, oh, I'm something because I'm, I'm a qualified person. And it wasn't until I hit my 40s that I started to feel really, really unhappy. And I think my hormones were also changing. And I felt very down, very unhappy, worthless, although I'd done lots of things in my life, but I felt like I wasn't really worth it. I hadn't done anything. Those were the feelings in my, in my mind. And I also realized that I've been living my life uh, with a lot of fears, uh, fears of you know, what other people will say. Uh, if I say no, uh, they won't like me and things like that. So at that moment in time, I was so down that I almost, you know, on my knees kind of praying, please help, went to the doctor, but I wasn't keen on taking too much medication. But I had read some self-help books and I thought, okay, I think that's the route I need to take. I need to really look within and see what is it uh, that I have been burying. Uh, you know, just not facing into in, into my own uh, psyche. And so I started uh, going to a lot of workshops, reading a lot of self-help books, and actually started to apply the books to me. Because a lot of times you read these books and you think, oh, yeah, fine, it applies to everybody else, but not me. So I really started to work on myself. And when I went to, uh, the first workshop I went to was called Zest for Life, run by Don Braslin. And I was just like, oh, my God. I learned how my thoughts affect me, that I'm responsible for my own happiness, uh, you know, how to set goals. All those things to me were like uh, foreign. I'd never heard of it. And just in fact, on that very same workshop, uh, by the end of the workshop, I thought, that's what I want to do as well. I really want to teach people this stuff that why, was, why did nobody teach me? Why do we not learn this at school? we would be so much more happier. So as I started applying these uh, tools to my life, my life started changing. I felt so much more confident. And that's when I really, on hindsight, realized that actually I wasn't a confident person. I didn't have self-esteem. And I was always hiding you know, behind my, my husband or family, but not putting myself out there. So... Then this gathered more tools. I gathered more tools from uh, the book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Dr. Susan Jeffers. Then I became one of her trainers. I also became a trainer of Don Bresley's workshops and uh, then started doing talks and really started sharing these messages, did a lot of courses and became qualified. And 
and then just wanted to spread this message. And hence, I'm doing you know that now. It's really interesting. Anyway, I think this this situation probably creeps up on quite a lot of people. You said that you were in your forties before you realised that you suddenly felt like something was missing and felt a little bit unhappy. What do you think it was that suddenly said, you know, this being a podiatrist is not enough. This is just a front. What do you think suddenly changed for you that said, Oh, there's something missing here. This isn't what I want. Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, I've always enjoyed the profession as well because it's about giving, but I think what happened at that time was uh, beginning to find myself, you know, at that point I felt like I really don't know who I am. And, and, and I wanted to know who am I, who, what, what do I like? If anybody asked me, what do you like, what do you enjoy? It was always in terms of what other people wanted. Not, and I, I really didn't know what I want. So it was really that journey of what I call self-discovery. Discovering myself was really what started making the difference in my life. So when I, I think a lot of people are frightened of the idea of being themselves and it is easier to sort of just go along with what other people want. And how, what was the first step that you put in place in order to just try and decide, okay, who is Asmina? What do I actually want? What was the first thing you actually did? Well, the first thing was actually attend that workshop. Right. And what, I, what we had to do in the workshop is actually take a picture of ourselves as a child. And looking at the picture, I was actually crying for probably half of the morning of that workshop. Looking at the picture was like, oh, my God, I, I don't know who I am. And it's then, uh, then really started to look within to say, okay, you know, start these exercises of what do I like? What would I do if I had taken complete responsibility for my life and my happiness? How would I speak up? How many times would I say no? You know, things like that really started to then change how I felt. I love that. One of the things you've got to be careful of with that, I suppose, is not to look back over life with regret. Was that something that you found difficult to look back and, and be careful not to regret the things that you'd done and the decisions that you'd made? Yes, not, not really, actually, because I think what happened was that I started feeling so excited and, and uh, vibrant with starting to beginning to live my life uh, doing things I loved and voicing what I loved. And I think I started feeling so lively and so vibrant and so alive. And I remember um, when I was going through that phase of feeling really down, I was very tearful and uh, you know, my children and husband used to kind of obviously didn't know what to do and they were, they were a bit confused as well and uh, uh, not seeing me happy, they weren't very happy. But I remember coming away from uh, one of the workshops I attended and I come home and I was so full of life that they said to me, oh, you should go away more because you look so vibrant and so full of life. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's really what happened. I think it's important, you know, to find that excitement in what is to come and, and to know that actually this this new chapter that ha hasn't, well, hadn't at the time, hasn't been written for you yet when you make this decision is an exciting one, you know, because not knowing around, not knowing what's around the corner might sound scary or daunting, but you can start to put the things in place. What do you do next in terms of deciding, okay, great, well, I, I'm starting to discover who I am now and I'm starting to realise that maybe where we've come from wasn't what made me, what wasn't what was going to make me really happy. What did you start to do next in terms of planning out? Well, in that case, what do I want to do? Because what led you from attending a workshop to wanting to run the workshops? Yes. So uh, as I started applying these tools and started feeling this different me and really feeling alive, 
um, as I said, I wanted to really share these tools with people. So I went, um, you know, I went to do, you know, search for some training. I became a life coach. Uh, then I did uh, how to present and did various courses. I also studied some neuro-linguistic programming, applied to become a trainer for uh, Dr. Susan Jeffers. And uh, gradually, as I started to talk about it and people got interested in what I was doing, so I started offering myself to do talks. Uh, I started running my own workshops where I had people coming. I had all these different courses, uh, Zest for Life, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Then I started developing my own uh, workshops by putting all the tools together that I had learned, um, which, which then created a workshop called Love Yourself, How to Love Yourself, How to Nurture Yourself. And then various subjects came through there, uh, subjects like health and happiness, because they're so connected, you know, if we don't feel happy, I think even our health starts to deteriorate, especially mental health. So um, keys to happiness was another subject. And gradually I, I, I carried on. And then there came a time when I thought, I want to share this with a larger audience. And hence uh, started thinking about writing a book. And that took quite a time because, you know, again, um, limiting thoughts started coming back. Who am I? Why would anybody read my book? I had to overcome all those. I worked with a mentor. And from the time I thought about writing the book, started making little notes and then went to the mentor and actually finally published my book in 2018. It was almost five years. Wow. But it's, it's thrilling now that it's out there. And now I'm running and talking about uh, the subject of freedom to be me, freedom to be you, uh, which is really exciting. So let's talk a little bit about this idea of, you know, finding or getting the freedom to be yourself. What do you think are the primary things that stop people from embracing who they really are or who they could be? Mm. I think um, a lot of it is lack of self-acceptance. You know, when we are children, we really accept ourselves. We're not afraid of what people will say. But somehow as we grow up, we don't seem to accept ourselves. We start comparing ourselves to other people, you know, thinking everybody's better than us. Uh, living in fear. I was living in fear of what other people will say if I do and say what I want to do. Uh, you know, if I was in a meeting, I wouldn't voice my opinion because of that kind of fear. So um, I think overcoming fear, accepting yourself for who you are at any moment in time, which doesn't mean that you can't go and improve yourself. You know, we can all set targets and have intentions of changing, but any moment in time, if we can just accept ourselves, we get that relief, we get that, ah, you know, the mind is clear. And then we can set a new intention, then we can see the way out. Um, so I think also living a balanced life is very, very important. I think, you know, some of us get very, um, uh, into into our looking after our family or just working. And then when something else happens in our life and it's not balanced, then we completely go out of, uh, you know, out of sync. We can't then uh, function properly. So I think having a balanced life, uh, another thing that really, really helped me was um, gratitude. When I first started this journey, I started a um, journal of gratitude and writing a few things every day of what I'm grateful for started my changing my focus to um, what is really there in my life rather than what there isn't. 
And, uh, you know, sometimes when I'm training people, I ask them to make a list, make a list of what's not working in your life, make a list of what you do have in your life. And actually it's a much larger list. Right. And suddenly there's this, you know, oh my God, yes, actually I do have so much in my life to, to be happy about. Um, and taking another thing I really, really, uh, um, I'm happy about finding uh, is, um, taking responsibility for my own happiness. It's very easy to blame other people and say, you know, they caused this in my life. They didn't let make this happen to me. Uh, they made me angry or made me sad. But actually, I when I learned that it's really, really our thoughts that create our uh, feelings, um, I thought, wow, actually, I have the power to change. I have the power to make myself happy. So that's another big uh, learning and a big teaching I do which I think really changes lives. That's awesome. I mean, that's like a recipe for happiness and fulfillment right there with all of those tips. I think one of the big ones for me, and, and something to really pull out of this is to understand that self-acceptance, just going back to the first one you said, going back to self-acceptance isn't about being perfect. You don't have to be perfect to accept yourself. You can accept where you are in your life, even if there are improvements to be made, and there are for all of us. And and embrace the fact that you have those steps to take forward. So you've taken all of this stuff that you've you've put together over over the years, and you've you've spent a few years, five years, putting it together into the book, Freedom to Be Me. And mm -hmm. I, I don't don't underestimate what an undertaking that is to write a book. I haven't done it, but I can only imagine. I have thought about doing it, but the undertaking has always stopped me, so I haven't done it yet. But so tell us a little bit about the book and what's inside it and who who it's for and everything like that. Yeah, so I'll just show you the book. Uh... That's the book. Freedom, Freedom to be me. And uh, it says uh, tools for happiness, fulfillment, and peace. And while we were talking about self-acceptance, there's a very nice quote I put in my book, which I'd like to just read for the audience. Uh, Fitting in allows you to blend in with everyone else, but being different allows you to be yourself, to be unique, and to be more creative. So I think that's how we actually express our full potential by being creative and being who we are. It's funny. Um, I, th I think it is so easy for people to want to blend in and to want to fit in because if you fit in and if you blend in, you don't get attacked. You don't get abused. You don't get bullied as much. You don't get, or, or seemingly anyway, you don't get uh, picked on because you are the same as everybody else. You are the same robot as everybody else. What would you say is your sort of tips for people who like the idea of being themselves? And and that will mean standing out. That might mean dyeing their hair bright red. That might mean whatever it means to to them. What tips would you give to somebody who maybe is a little fearful right now of, of standing out and being themselves? Yeah. So I would say really, first of all, uh, acknowledge that you are special and you're unique. You are that little piece in the jigsaw puzzle. And if you're not being who you are, then you're, if you take yourself out of that, people around you are actually missing out on you and what you have to contribute to them. So to really, really acknowledge that, that special and unique self. And, you know, we know that from our fingerprints, we are special and unique. Nobody has our fingerprints or our features. Sometimes we have some lookalikes in life, but uh, but nobody has you know exact features that we have. So really acknowledge that, and then really look at your strengths and weaknesses. And again, acknowledging the weaknesses and strengths and accepting them as being you, and knowing that nobody is perfect. And and really you know, and then whatever you want to change, whatever weaknesses you feel. Um, 
are not you know something that you you can live with then you can easily change them but there are some things which are okay you know for me it became okay not to be very organized because i quite i find it quite a struggle and um i came a point when i just said you know what it's okay there are some things which and and i it's not that i don't get things done so i started um praising myself so i think it's about acknowledging and then start to praise all the qualities you have really look at them as special qualities rather than you know when somebody um says to us oh you did this so well we normally negate it we normally come with an excuse but no it's okay to say yes actually i did do this and i think also um making lists every day of what were the great things i achieved yesterday and that kind of starts then to make you feel uh good inside it starts to you start to acknowledge and see uh your own goodness and your own potential i love that and i love the whole, i love the whole analogy of the jigsaw puzzle because do you know what if you imagine a jigsaw puzzle of 7 billion pieces laid out on a massive table if one of those pieces is missing then then the whole thing is just incomplete and so find your uniqueness find your thing find the thing that makes you that missing that missing jigsaw puzzle piece i really you know really find love. your yes find your uniqueness like you said and then when you praise yourself and you start acknowledging you start thinking yes actually i really do do this well and that's when you start saying to people well i do this well and and that's what your contribution becomes then I love it. And do you know what as Mina we are definitely singing from the same hymn sheet. We this is exactly how I feel about all of this and and this is just music to my ears. Now for listeners who are listening to this and they think this sounds like music to my ears, I want to find out more. Tell us where can people go find out more about you? Where can they find the book and everything else? Yeah, so the book is available for most uh, book suppliers. Amazon is one of them. Um also they can uh, go to my website which is asminajiwa.com. and uh, all the information is there all the kind of work i do uh the speaking engagements if anybody wants uh, me to speak i'll be speaking on various subjects uh and um really yes just just approach and uh call me uh, which is uh, the information is on the website and we can discuss how to take whatever you want further in your life Amazing. Now just before we wrap up this episode, Asmina, tell me, what's the best piece of personal development advice that you've ever received and who did you get that from? Oh, wow. Uh <laughs> I think I would say from uh, Dr. Susan Jeffers book and uh overcome your fears. Uh feel the so fear important. and do it anyway. So Push so so important. Yes, get out of your comfort zone and just keep moving forward. If we stay in our comfort zone, we don't grow, we don't find life exciting. That's so true. Asmina, thank you so much for joining me on Success Unlocked. This has been great. Thank you. It's been great talking to you and thank you very much. So there we have it. Another episode. How great was that? And I think do you know what? One of the most important things in all of this is just understanding that it all starts by taking that first step forward and knowing that it's absolutely okay to do it. 
if all you take away from listening to this podcast each week is permission to just step forward and say, actually, do you know what? I can do this too. I can follow in the footsteps that Asmina took. I can follow in the footsteps that any of the uh, guests on the podcast have taken. Then that's a job well done. You can absolutely step forward and start doing it. If you want to find the links across to Asmina's website and her book and everything else, you can find them along with full notes on this episode over at successunlock.com forward slash freedom. And if you have enjoyed this episode, which I know you have, just take a couple of minutes to leave a quick review on your favorite podcast player. That might be Apple Podcasts or iTunes or wherever you're listening to this right now. Just a couple of words and a five-star review and it really helps to spread the word and get more people listening to this podcast. That's it for another week. We'll see you right back here, same time, same place next week at successunlocked.com. You've been listening to Success Unlocked. Don't forget to stop by at successunlocked.com for full notes and resources from this and every other episode. Then subscribe so that you don't miss out on anything.